Hi, I'm Nika. I'm Julianne. And this is Only Slightly Dead Inside, the podcast that puts the fun in functional depression. We are not doctors, trained therapists, or medically licensed in any way. It almost like just uh, makes me want to go to medical school just to be able to say, I am medically licensed, but I don't want to do that much work. I just never wanted to dissect anything. Oh, I'll dissect all the things all day. I love figuring out how stuff works. I do too, but not like biology. I like mechanics. I like both of those I will take apart any mechanical thing that you let me take apart. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Biology is just like liquid mechanics to me. That's so beautiful. Thank you. I just thought of it right now. Did we think of something to talk about? No. No. These are some of our old ideas for recurring segments. And I felt nothing. Sure. Is it anxiety or do you not want to do a thing? That's funny. Permission granted. Things we give ourselves permission to do just to get through the day, like ice cream for breakfast or pretending you didn't see those text messages. (laughs) It's like there are certain kinds of messages that like I'm willing to deal with right away. And certain kinds of messages that I just truly can't, even though I am holding my phone. I don't know. They always say that, like, if you can get it done in the five minutes from, like, reading it, you should just do it. And, like, some of those things I can totally do. And some of those things just require too much doing. Yeah, I get weird anxiety about things that are really simple sometimes. Like, on Thanksgiving, I missed a call from my sister and family who were all in the car driving somewhere. All I needed to do was call and be like, Happy Thanksgiving. Did you guys have a good day? Okay, great. Love you. Bye. And I just, like... But, like, that's the thing. I I got nervous. (laughs) The thing that I feel like a lot of people with uh, brains that don't have uh, depression and anxiety is the Herculean effort that it takes to do basic tasks like that it's not about the effort and i think that that's what confuses people because is it hard to actually pick up the phone and hit the thing of course not no but there's a weird anxiety about the the ramp up yeah and it's never a big deal i've been doing this for so long and every time i just fucking pick up the phone and do it it's fine but i have to have this conversation with myself every single time just like do ten thousand types of mental gymnastics until like you've exhausted every possible version of the worst case scenario and then like once i've thought through every possible version of the worst case scenario and none of them are as difficult as like doing the thing then i can like get into a negotiation with myself to do the thing but like it's just it's it's so much work it's so much work and, so and then I'm tired from all of that. And then I'm tired and I don't, ooh, and then I yelled. And then I'm tired and I like don't want to do the thing. But like it's not personal. No, of course it's not personal. Do you know how much I would love to talk to my sister and her kids and every Like I don't know what is the matter with me. I'm just constantly afraid they're all going to think I'm really not cool. So like if I don't say anything, then, then at least there's right. no way that I'm going to like diminish my right. My, like let them, let them yeah. like preserve you in amber in a way. And then like right. if you... But also by not calling, I think I'm also maybe diminishing my my status, quote unquote, in that way, too. Like, I'm just I'm I'm just fucking myself over all over the place. No matter what. No matter what. I'm just always worried that somebody's mad at me, even though sometimes there's no earthly way that that could like I will talk myself into a way that like this is happening because I feel like somebody's mad at me and not necessarily that like time is passing in a normal way. Yeah, or I think people do things because they feel obligated to. And then for whatever reason, for me to reciprocate that is putting some sort of 
burden on them. That doesn't make any sense when I say it out loud, but it really makes sense inside my brain without being verbalized. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's why we're talking into microphones, trying to see if anybody else feels the same way. Yeah. So I guess we're kind of talking about like what some of our more mundane anxieties feel like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I talk about this all the time. Like I get anxiety over, I get the worst anxiety over the most mundane things. And then I also wrap myself up into like, a really depressed little ball every time like I run out of something like I don't know I always talk about it like by the time I get to the end of like the 12 pack roll of toilet paper like time has passed and nothing has changed and sometimes the mundanity of like running out of things and needing to replace them just sort of crushes me and I don't know what that's about but it's like a giant boulder of like what did you accomplish I I get that I think that I've worked against it by automating as many of those things as I can. Like toilet paper shows up at my apartment every five weeks without me putting in any additional effort at this point. Yeah, no, I mean like the toothbrush heads come every three months and the tampons used to come once every, you know, four to eight weeks. It was just like, I can look back and see that nothing changed and then feel like the vast highway of nothingness that is my life stretching out in front of me. And then I'm like, nothing will change. Will nothing change? Oh no, I'm still going to need things and I'm still going to be the same person and I won't be any better. What is better? I don't know. Better. Wanting something to look forward to or to work toward in the hopes that like, this is not all there is. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. I'm asking when I say what is better, I'm not asking because I'm surprised by that thought. I'm just sort of <laughs> playing devil's advocate with both of us at the same time. Because the devil does not need your advocacy, Julianne. <laughs> well, then what am I doing with anything in my life? You just wait, just take down my entire life philosophy at once why don't you i'm really sorry i just saw that somewhere and i really loved it because it's, it's every time true. someone volunteers a really shitty opinion going okay but devil's advocate and then i'm like the devil like the devil's good you're right i mean i'm a non-believer but like <laughs> i feel like the devil's really got a handle on like making sure the opposite opinion is heard yeah we talk a lot about how having depression doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a depressive episode and thinking about that in terms of anxiety, it's not always like a dramatic anxiety or like a showy anxiety. Like You're not having constant panic attacks. Right. But it is an everyday thing that makes small things seem difficult sometimes. Like I talked about this before, just getting out of my apartment in the morning is for whatever reason a thing. And it's not, I'm not an agoraphobe at all, but it's the like, starting out to do all of the things that I've laid out for myself for the day. That's what it is. And until I've fully organized it in my head and done enough at home to feel like my home is settled or that I've accomplished something at home so that even if I go out and don't accomplish a thing that I'm trying to, I feel like I've done something for the day already. That whole thing is a process when my anxiety is at its worst is if I'm starting something. If I'm already in process, it's totally fine. But like when I was a kid and I had to write papers, I would have a full out meltdown, like screaming, crying, carrying on full panic attack, like laying in the hallway. And it was like I had to exercise a demon before I could get started. 
and it's become like a rite of passage. And sometimes I feel sort of bad about it, but like I will hold off on starting things just because like I don't want to go through the gauntlet of what I know I have to go through in order to begin something because it's just like really tiring. But then it's like I get the demon out and I'm fine and I'm like, okay, now I'll write a paper. It's as if I've never met myself before every time I start something. Yeah, I constantly negotiate with myself. I didn't take a cl- any classes in college where I had to write a paper longer than 10 pages. I just refused, which is partly because I I was a still am like a terrible procrastinator, but in a way that became extremely unmanageable or close to unmanageable. I can do a lot of things at the same time, but when I start to reach my breaking point, it's just like a jumble of everything and I will get all of the things done but it's sort of like at what cost stay up all night or I will skip a thing that I really want to do because I now I'm at the last minute and I have to finish this other thing and there's always something just like painful associated with getting the thing done so I definitely I understand it's different but I understand that feeling that's just like it's not about the thing that I'm trying to do it's now also about all of the shit that I know is around it and is it's just like bracing yourself for a version of yourself you may or may not be but you are because you've braced yourself for it right like you're bracing yourself for impact that may or may not come right but because you have worked it up like you basically it's it may as well you may as well have yeah it's self-fulfilling yeah i wish that i could shorten that lead time because i feel like i would get so much more stuff done on my you know a little mental creative to-do list but in some ways, people really just are who they are the whole time. And that's definitely one of the ways that I am. I am who I am and have been the whole time. Yes. There are a lot. I mean, I am deeply ashamed of every single past version of myself I have ever been. And I can say that with little to no emotion behind it because the shame monster is very real for me. And maybe that's an entire other episode on the shame monster. But There are certain things that I'm like, I can't even be ashamed about that because that's really just how I am built. Oh, well. That's healthy. Is it? It is. I don't, because I feel like it like walks the line between being healthy and just like giving up on being better. And there we are back to better. To better. I don't know. Maybe it's not necessarily healthy to be like needing to do this whole thing is who I am. But the fact that there is something there that has to be responded to, that is who you are. And like, that is who I am. The fact that this, there's something about it that even seems the tiniest bit overwhelming. That's not a thing I can help. I can, it's, it's what you do after that. I spiral because I know what I quote unquote should be doing to get a thing done. I understand time management. I'm decent at it at work because uh, there are hours in which I am supposed to be getting things done. There are people who are relying on me to get XYZ done. It's less existential. It's so much less existential. There's direct accountability. It's part of why I like my job. It's part of why I ended up doing what I do because I have to do the things or something very tangible will not happen or somebody will be unsafe or somebody won't get paid or just like there's a, a bunch of things where I am actually affecting the people around me in a way that is serious enough that I am able to kind of power through things. 
and they're not for me. None of these things are for me. That's well, also it. Advocating for somebody else is always way easier than advocating for yourself. I mean, that's also why I got so involved in the labor movement and in union stuff, because yes, I'm advocating for myself, but I am not only advocating for myself. I'm advocating for 52,000 other people who need some of the same things that I do. So it's like I can if I can lump myself in with the group and pretend that I am not in the group, but just advocating for these other people, then that's like so much easier. So I feel you on that. Absolutely. Even in getting better at advocacy, this is definitely a subject change, but even whatever. <laughs> I think we're having like this a, one's a wandery one and it's just going to be that it's way. It's going to be a freewheeling Thanksgiving, uh, whatever the end of that sentence is. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if somebody is talking to you about a thing that they're concerned about, like medically, for example, I've been in situations where somebody says they're afraid to kind of ask their doctor about it or they don't know how to phrase it. And the thing is, and I've told this to myself as well, you're never going to ask them a question that is the stupidest question they've ever heard. It's like super unlikely that you're going to ask the dumbest question they've ever heard. And they've just heard it before anyway. Like there's very, it's really rare you're going to come up with something that is going to either blow their mind or make them think that you have no idea what's happening. And even if that's the case, who cares? Their job is to help you. So asking the thing that is on your mind, like the worst thing in my, in my mind and anybody's mind is that they're going to think I'm dumb. Oh, absolutely. But so what? Even if they do, it's unlikely that they're going to think that, but even if they do, so what? Um, I have become an expert at navigating bureaucracy in my need to uh, not necessarily advocate for myself, but like I get just really determined in a, maybe in a way that I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know. Like Nick, Nick a, is making a really determined face I'm making right a now. Really, but like, as if I am like an eight year old, like, don't you tell me that there's something I can't do. Let me like figure this out. And that's the thing that like, I'm actually good at. Um, and many of my friends can attest that like, if something goes wrong with their unemployment insurance, I am the person they call. I have a friend who casually mentioned something and then didn't have health insurance. And I was like, I'm going to stand here over you until we get you health insurance. If there's a way that I can be useful, I don't know. I feel like I talk about this all the time. It's just like, all I want to be is useful. And if I also get to be useful to myself in by doing that, like then great. And I don't mean it in a like, in an airy fairy, like being of service to the world, but like, I have the patience to navigate bureaucracy in a way that I feel like a lot of my friends don't because it just like makes me feel better. I used to be much better or much more interested in that. Like I had more patience for it, but a bunch of my job kind of takes that form and I just don't have, I run out of energy to do it for my everyday life. Sure. For example, I have a giant bill at home from my doctor's office that I know is bullshit because it's just the wrong code got filed to insurance or whatever. And it's been sitting there for three months because I just don't want to make the phone call. I'm going to do it and then I'm going to get a bill for $5 and I will pay that instead and it will be fine. But I just like can't get myself to do it. A trick that people always try to give you is, you know, to say, well, just pretend you're doing it for someone else. And I can't. I totally wish I could, but even if I have things written down, like I just cannot, I can't do it in the same way. And if I'm fighting against some sort of invisible 
force where like I could be calling for somebody else or I could be calling for myself, then it's a little bit easier. But if I know it's just me, I get like real weepy and like overwhelmed. And then I apologize a lot. And I'm like, I know it's not you. I know it's like what you have to say, but yeah, I'm the same way. And I do agree that it it does help if you can make yourself believe that you're doing it for somebody else. The area that that's helped me more is like in-person advocacy, which is as small of a thing as walking into somebody's house and them asking me if I want a glass of water and saying, yes, I would. Thank you. As opposed to no thanks, even though I'm really thirsty because I spent a very large part of my life trying to just like not be like minimize your level of difficulty. Yeah. In interpersonal relationships. Yes. Yeah. Especially because lower self-esteem and constantly questioning if the people around me actually wanted me to be around. So I definitely wanted to minimize anything that would make me seem annoying in any way shape or form ding 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 or even what she's won (laughs) i've won the ability to tell you when i'm cold so you close the window it takes a while for me to do that even with people that i'm relatively comfortable with i remember doing this so often as a kid not using the bathroom when somebody offered and then that means that i'm like dying holding it for like an hour or something just i constantly was doing stuff like that to myself especially when I was was younger. And it feels so much better to say, yes, thank you. Almost, I don't can't think of a single example where I have stopped myself from asking for something and then decided to do it anyway and have felt like I was inconveniencing anyone. Similarly, I've never felt that any questions that I felt weird asking my doctor were responded to in a way that was negative at all. And that's another area in which it helps me to pretend that I am doing it for somebody else. If I think about it in terms of like, what are other people going to expect me to know about this? That helps me figure out what I actually do want to know about it. Even if you feel kind of dumb in the moment, it's worth it. I always, I think about that, like in auditions, when people say, do you have any questions? I'm wondering... Did I miss something in the reading of this material? Is there something I'm supposed to be asking? Like, is it a test? I had like twist myself into a million pretzels, immediately weighing the pro con of a like finding a question to ask, because sometimes I genuinely don't have any questions. And then I'm worried that I should have had a question. And like, maybe there's like a layer of something going on that I didn't read and then like oh no I've prepared poorly or if so many other people have had a question about something that they've now just said like do you have any questions and then I'm always like I don't know is there anything is there (laughs) sometimes now I ask like is there something that's been coming up a lot that you want people to know and then you don't immediately want to get placed in the crazy file if you do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing and then like what if you're not talented enough afterwards to have made up for the thing you did wrong at the top (laughs) and that's how my brain works who am i disappointing am i disappointing you am i disappointing me clearly i must be disappointing someone is that the way you feel walking into a room does that have more to do with kind of where you are in your day and your life does it have more to do with the show or is it always a combination of things i think it's always a combination of things i like it to not be the only thing i'm doing that day because mm-hmm. then I overthink it and then I get tied up in a crazy knot and then nothing, nothing goes well because I've just like wrapped my brain into 
a, a series of, of knots that like I can't untangle very easily. But if it's just like another thing I'm doing that day, I, it tends to just go better. It's interesting. I just thought about when you said that my strategy for dating when I was dating, have a plan, have something that you can do after yeah, a always. first date. Always yeah. have a thing that you, that you're not necessarily obligated to do, but I would constantly pick spots that were near my friend's apartments. So if it didn't go that well, I would just be like, Hey, I'm coming over to give yourself something else to look forward to. So that it was not like, didn't feel like the end of the world or just like a sad, lonely night. If something didn't go well or the person was disappointing or whatever. Yeah, totally. Like the, I think like the bigger, the bigger the audition is, the more I want to be able to like have something else to do that day. That isn't just me by myself. This is yet another departure, but like my relationship with alone time, I can't always predict. There are people who I know who like need X amount of alone time a day or they're going to feel like they're going crazy. They're going to feel like they're going crazy. I feel like I don't have like a set way of being for a person who loves routine as much as I do, sometimes I think I'm going to want this alone time and then I just deeply regret it because I, I'm left alone with myself and I spin out. Where the spin out comes is so unpredictable. I definitely in the same way. I Sometimes I'm just, all I want all day at work is to come home and be by myself and I'll be by myself for like 20 minutes and I'm like, where is everybody? Yeah, it's hard to be a member of a species that is inherently social Like we're pack animals more or less and finding a way to be a part of the pack and feel like worthy of being in your pack is sometimes a bit of a mountain to climb. It is. It's useful to have other friends who have similar (laughs) issues sometimes. I can only think of one time in the last couple years where I've had plans with good friends and I had just too big of a panic attack to go I I tried to get it I was going over to friends for dinner and I just couldn't leave and Max was coming with me so it's not like I was trying to get myself out of the apartment by myself it was just like I I'm spinning and I honestly don't remember what else was going on there must have been something else going on but I just couldn't do it I tried to leave like three times and then I just texted and was like I can't and they were like oh, just come down it'll be fine and I said I'm I'm spinning out I really can't and they said okay we'll talk to you tomorrow like we love you take care having friends that you can really honestly just say I am spinning out and my brain is not obeying me and I can't is just so great because mm-hmm. if you can't say that out loud then like That's when people say, I have a headache, I'm sick, I got stressed about this thing, or my mom needs me, or what. People make up excuses, and then people, their friends think they're being flaky because they don't want to say the real thing. And maybe that's because if they say the real thing, their friend will still think they're being flaky or will have some other judgment about it. But I'm very grateful, Thanksgiving, I'm very grateful to have friends who understand when I say, I honestly can't but I still love you and has nothing to do with you. It's like, I'm certainly not anxious about hanging out with like with people, people that I've seen you at your worst. Absolutely. But sometimes you just need to keep it contained. I think I've become much better at being honest with Dan when I don't want to go do something. Please go. I'm going to not go. 
because like you will feel like you have to take care of me and then you won't enjoy the thing you're doing. I will feel like a burden on you and I won't want to be there. And so this, this works out well for nobody. I'm going to not opt into something that's going to make me feel bad. I feel like I've also gotten better at saying like, I have to go home now. I feel like an asshole, but I also don't want to, it's a self-preservation thing. Like I just don't want to send myself into a tailspin that's going to last a day and a half, or I can leave now when my brain is full. I'm just like, I'm full. That's it. And I still feel guilty about it, but oh, well, you married me in front of people. (laughs) So, which is one of my favorite lines from Parks and Rec ever. So there's that. That's fun. I don't know where that goes. The, The best case scenario for that for me, if I know that I don't particularly want to go somewhere, but I have enough in me to go for a bit. I will 100% just negotiate a time with myself. Say, you go and stay for an hour. They will appreciate that you're there for an hour, and then you can leave. And half the time, I want to stay past that because I've gotten comfortable and, and I'm okay. But half the time, I'm like, great, I've been here for an hour. I am allowed to go. I'm going to put on soft pants with the cat, and it's going to be great. And I don't care how lame that makes me sound. I just don't care anymore. That's nice. I still care a little bit. I've gotten to care less. That's good. But I feel like you are generally more evolved than I am in not caring. I wouldn't call that evolved. I think that's just a different branch of things because my ability to deal with things by just not caring what other people think is not actually the most functional piece of my personality. It doesn't necessarily get me things in this modern society. It lets me live with myself, but it may or may not be cutting things off. I don't know. Like I am more brusque probably with more people for my own self-preservation than I would like to be. And that may mean that they think I am a certain type of person but I just don't have the energy to care. I wish I did. I really do wish I did. It would make me nicer. I think there's a happy medium between us somewhere. Maybe somewhere. Maybe. 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 Only Slightly Dead Inside is Julianne Bilker and Nika Lanzaroni. Our theme song, Motown Mo Problems, was composed by Joel B. New and Robbie Roselle designed our logo. Find and follow us on all the social medias by searching Slightly Dead Pod and check out our website, slightlydeadpod.com. Also, um, anybody who could leave us a rating or review on whatever podcast app you are listening to this on, that is super helpful. It helps more people find us. Yes, please. If you are in crisis or feel like you might be a danger to yourself or someone else, please turn this off and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or text Crisis Text Line at 741-741. Someone is always there to hear you and you are worth hearing. Bye. Bye. No, I mean, I'm happy to just like... (laughs) Wait, I mean, the carrot sticks are maybe not the best. No, I just like, realized I should not eat that while we were recording doing this. food. No.